Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. I am so excited. It's the month of August, and next month we are going to be heading to our healing crusade in Poland, and then we're going directly from Poland down to Nairobi, Kenya, uh, and doing a healing crusade there uh, with Rayma Kenya. So it's going to be a full week back-to-back, uh, three days in Poland, three days in Kenya, and we are expecting mighty, mighty miracles. The great thing about the trip in Poland, as we mentioned to you in last month's episode, is that uh, we are in the process of getting our book, Naturally Supernatural and Think Like Jesus, translated into Polish. And we're going to be handing those out to the pastors that are there at the crusade. And so if you would like to be involved in that, we're calling it Project-esque, Europe Shall Know. And if you'd like to be involved with that, you can go to our website at chagonzalez.com and you can help sponsor a book. And we've been asking people if they could uh, just partner up with us monthly for five bucks, just five dollars. Some people don't think five dollars is much, but five dollars in this case will actually pay for one of the printed books. And so if you could do that, we would really, really appreciate it. You really help to make an impact literally on the other side of the world. Well, uh, let's get into today's topic. I want to look at uh, this subject of focusing on how it's supposed to be. You know, the more that I read through the Gospels and look at Jesus and how Jesus ministered to people, I'm beginning to realize that uh, the way Jesus ministered to people is not even close to the way that most of us minister to people. If you look at the way most of us minister to people, uh, it usually starts off with a long prayer, and it really it kind of turns into a mini sermon, and it just goes on for a while, and we're taking authority over this and that, and cursing this and that, and commanding and this and commanding that, and uh, we're reminding people of scriptures and we're quoting scriptures, but you know Jesus never really did any of that, uh, and I honestly believe that the reason we do that so many times is that. We're trying to really just convince ourselves that something's going to work. In other words, while we're praying for those people, uh, we're we're trying to build our faith. And I say that uh, from experience. I've done that uh, many times in the beginning of when we were getting into the healing ministry. And I'd find myself, you know, praying, uh, quote unquote, over these people. And I know for the most part, I was doing it for me. Uh, just trying to get to the point where I my faith was built up and I knew something was going to happen. But Jesus never did that. Honestly, Jesus never even prayed for anyone. He really never did. And so I've come to this realization several years ago that if we want to get the same results as Jesus, then we need to do it the way Jesus did. I mean, it's just very plain and simple. And of course, you know, there's there's factors there that are involved as far as you know, your relationship and fellowship with God, but there are some certain principles that we can see and pick up from Jesus's ministry. And if we'll apply those in our, our lives, we can start taking some greater steps forward and getting the results exactly like Jesus did. And so we need to do it like Jesus did. And you'll find, again, Jesus never prayed for anyone. 
And and this is the key point for today. He never focused on the way that it was. Did you ever notice that with Jesus? I mean, he didn't focus on the leprosy. He didn't focus on the blindness. He didn't even focus on the death. Uh, he focused on the way that it was supposed to be. Now, many of you that are, are listening to this, you know that we are supposed to call those things that be not as though they are. Well, if we know we're supposed to do that with our words, then we ought to do that when it comes to ministering to the sick as well. We ought to be calling and acting like these things are the way they should be, the way they're supposed to be. See, that's faith. Faith isn't just seeing nothing. No, faith is seeing. It's seeing it the way that God sees it and then calling it and bringing it into pass in this world. You know, we know over in 1 Peter 2.24, it says, By his stripes, notice, we were healed. Well, if we were healed, then why would I focus on the way that it is? I need to focus on the way that it should be, which is perfect. That's the way things are in heaven, and that is your and I role is to make these things on the earth look like heaven. Why? Because that's where we were born from. That's where we were sent from. We were commissioned from, and we work from. You know, notice over in John 17, Jesus said, As the Father sent me, I'm sending them. And he's talking about you and me. So I, I look at it just like this. And the way that God sent Jesus is the way that Jesus sent Chad. And he sent me, born from heaven, sent from heaven, commissioned from heaven, I'm seated at Jesus' right hand in heaven. That is my office. It's the place that I pray from, I minister from, uh, I receive from, and manifest it here on the earth. And one day, if Jesus tarries and is coming, it's the place I'm going back to. And it certainly affects my authority and, and the way that we should see things. So, look, let me give you a couple of examples. And there's tons of these all throughout the Gospels. But I just want to give you a couple uh, so you can look at these and then just chew on these and meditate on these over the next few weeks. The first one I want to give to you is found in Mark chapter 3. And it's the story of the man with the withered hand. And so I want you, as I read this, I want you to think about this and do some comparison and contrast between maybe ways that you've ministered to people or you've seen others minister healing to people. Okay? So Mark chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Jesus... He entered the synagogue again, and a man was there with a withered hand. And so the Pharisees watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they could accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. And then Jesus said, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when Jesus had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man with a withered hand, stretch out your hand. And as he stretched it out, his hand was restored as whole as the other. Now, I want you to notice here there is no praying for the man. There's no asking God to do anything, which again is, is something uh, something else that we could spend another episode talking about because this happens all the time. Ministers and, and Christians praying for someone for healing and asking God to heal them. Jesus never did that. I mean, isn't it any wonder why we're not getting the results we know we should be getting? Not meeting the standard of Jesus because we're not doing it like Jesus. But anyway, that's for another, that's for another podcast. But right here, notice he looks at the man with a withered hand and says, stretch it out. Now, why would Jesus say stretch it out? Well, because if you have a hand that works, 
Well, that's what you should be able to do. In other words, Jesus wasn't focusing on the way that it was. He was focusing on the way that it should be. And in doing so, he gave this man an opportunity and a doorway to release his faith and do something that uh, in the natural he couldn't do. But because of the life of God that Jesus was releasing here, he could. And so he tells the man with a withered hand, stretch it out. And that's what a, a whole hand should do. And so he did it and his hand was restored. In other words, you could say it like this. The, the way things are in, in God's eyes in the realm of the spirit, when we begin to see it that way and f- put our focus on that in the natural, and that's what will happen here in the natural. See, it's a change of focus and it's a change of perspective. See, what you focus on, this is, this is a little side journey here, side point, but what you focus on, that's what's going to be real to you. Let me say that again. What you focus on, that's what's going to be the most real to you. And this is the reason why when it comes to ministering to people with different situations and, and what we would refer to as maybe more serious situations like someone who's paralyzed in a wheelchair or you know they have terminal cancer or something like that, it seems like people uh, get a lot more serious and the prayers get a lot more serious and, and the voices drop a couple of octaves and the prayers get longer. And it's because our focus on that, our perspective on that is, is different than the way that it is in heaven. Uh, in many ways, we see those things as harder. It was probably a couple months ago, actually it was back in March. I was ministering at a church in Virginia. And when I'm doing healing services, I like to try to keep it very light and uh, keep it fun. Uh, so many times we think for God to move, we got to be so serious. And so I'm always joking around and, and we're, we're keeping it light and fun. And and there was this one woman I'd ministered to at the very beginning of the service. I don't remember what it was. It was just something she did and said, and it was funny. And so we kept going back to it throughout the service and everyone was laughing. Well, I'd said, is there anyone here, you know, that has an issue going on you'd like us to minister to you? Well, we were, we were all laughing when I said that. Everyone's still laughing in the congregation. Well, there's this one man lifts his hand. And as I began to walk to him, everyone stops laughing. And I hear people begin to pray in tongues. Well, I automatically knew, number one, everyone in here knows this gentleman. And number two, this must be a big deal to them. Because they went from laughing to praying in tongues. They got real serious real quick. Well, that was a sign to me and a clue Uh, We got to change this right here. And so I walked up to the guy, asked him what was going on. And he told me, well, then I turn around. And and this is just a situation you had to been there to understand. But I turned around and I started laughing and making fun of the lady who said and did the funny thing in the very beginning. And I got everybody's focus back onto her. And as I did that and everybody started laughing, I began to lay hands on this guy. And we started to see some results. And the reason I did that, because people's focus were wrong. They were focusing on what was wrong with him instead of what Jesus had already made right. And as a result, and there were several issues with him, but as a result, we started to see some changes right then and there. So look, let me give you another example in the Bible. This is a very familiar one. It's about blind Bartimaeus. You can find it in Mark chapter 10 and starting in verse 46. And it says, Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. 
And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many there warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And so Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now again, isn't this interesting that if you were to look at the way most people would uh, minister to a blind person, and, and for many of us, blindness is a big deal, and so it would change the way that many of us uh, would minister and pray for this person. But Jesus, he doesn't lower his voice. He doesn't get real serious. In this situation, he doesn't even lay hands on him. He doesn't quote scriptures. He doesn't ask God to start doing something. He tells a blind man, go on your way. Now, in one sense, that sounds kind of mean. I mean, you got a blind person that can't see where they're going and they want you to heal them and you say, well, just go on down the road. That doesn't seem too nice. But again, notice Jesus isn't focusing on the way that it is. Jesus is focusing on the way that it should be. It's just very plain and simple. He's focusing on the way that it should be. If we are to call those things that be not as though they are, well, that means we should be focusing on the way that it should be. Not uh, focusing on the way that it is. If you're going to call it the way that it's supposed to be, well, we should act the way that it's supposed to be. And that's what Jesus does here. He tells a blind man, go your way. And as the blind man goes his way and, and acts and does the way that a seeing person should, well, once again, it's another opportunity for this man to release his faith and do something that he, he couldn't normally do in the natural. But as a result of that, he tapped into the spiritual and what was real and normal in the spiritual immediately manifest in the natural. One more example for you today is a story of Jairus's daughter. And this is really interesting. I, I've been thinking about this one and the story of Lazarus for a few weeks now as far as Jesus' focus and his perspective. But in, in Mark chapter 5, verse 35, it says, While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from Jairus' house and said, Your daughter's dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except for Peter, James, and John. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and he saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. And when he came in, he said to them, and notice this, he says, Why are you making this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. I mean, that is bold, bold, bold. And I, I absolutely love it because, again, here you see Jesus' focus and his perspective. His focus was not on death. He equated her being dead to simply sleeping. And it says they ridiculed him. I mean, obviously, that's what most people would do. If you and I were to say that today to a, someone that's obviously dead, people would make fun of you and me too. And it says, but he put them all outside. He took the father and mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. And then he took the child by the hand and said to her, 
Talitha Kumai, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl rose and walked. She was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. Now notice, Jesus walks in and says, Why are you acting like this? She's not dead. She's just asleep. And then he walks in, and, and the great command of faith, I mean, it wasn't a mini-sermon. It wasn't a mini-sermon at all. I mean, it's literally uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words. Seven words. And this is to a dead person. I mean, compare and contrast the times that you see ministers ministering to the sick in a prayer line at church or or in a tent meeting or wherever. And look how long the prayers are. And Jesus walks up to something we would consider, for the most part, to be a very big situation, a situation requiring great, great faith. And he gives a command of seven words. And the command is simply this. Little girl, arise. In other words, get up. Or you could say, wake up. Why? Why would he say that? Because in his mind, his focus was, she's just asleep. That plain and simple, she's just asleep. And you actually see this uh, same, same perspective and same focus with Jesus when it comes to Lazarus. When he tells the disciples that they're going to go to Lazarus, he said, Lazarus is asleep. I got to go and wake him up. And then the disciples' response was, well, you know, if he's asleep, he'll wake up on his own. And then Jesus had to really dumb it down. It's almost like he kind of had to step out of his zone and and meet them in their very natural carnal mind. And he told them, look, uh, he's dead. We've got to go raise him up. And so just in these three examples here, you see uh, this vast, vast difference in Jesus' focus and perspective than the way most of us are operating today. And yet it's nothing that we can't change. We can change this and we can change it very quickly. But it all has to do with, with the way that you're seeing things and the, and the way that you're meditating on things. You need, to, you need to call those things that be not as though they are. And you need to start ministering to people, not the way that they are, but the way that they should be. And I have found that when people begin to see confidence exuding from you, and that you know the, the way that it's supposed to be, it causes faith to automatically rise up on the inside of them. You don't need to tell them, make sure you're in faith, because I guarantee you right now, I don't do it. And the reason I don't do that is because it automatically causes them to look at themselves and question their faith. I don't want them to look at them. I want them to look at Jesus. So when I'm ministering to people, it's twofold. I'm focused on that person and the way that they should be. And as a result of me focusing on them and the way that they should be, it causes them to get their eyes off of themselves and back on a Jesus, which is the way it should be for them. So when I get my focus right, and when I get their focus right, we can have results that match up to the standard of Jesus Christ. Our focus is vitally, vitally important. If you want to have the results of Jesus, Man, you got to think like Jesus. You have to see like Jesus. You have to have focus like Jesus so we can get results like Jesus and be a blessing to our world. If you haven't yet, make sure and subscribe to the podcast, however you're listening. If you could, please leave us a review and go check out our website, chagonzalez.com, our YouTube channel, Facebook. Uh, subscribe to those, like, share, and uh, let people know about the Supernatural Life podcast. Uh, lastly, as a reminder, if you can partner up with us for $5 a month in helping to sponsor a book, 
We would greatly appreciate it. You can do that at chagonzales.com. Friends, have a great day, a great week. God bless you. Remember that in Christ, we always win.